Right. Wasn't that a great song to sing? I think it's a terrific song. Hopefully we'll sing it again soon, sometime. Right. Uh, I want to read some verses. In fact, it's a chapter uh, from the, the Old Testament. Sorry, forgot to take the mask off. <laughs> uh, from the Old Testament, and it's a story that probably... I'm guessing most of you will have heard before, but it's one of these stories in the Old Testament that I find is just amazing. It's uh, Daniel, the book of Daniel, chapter 3. And I'll read there. It says, King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold whose height was 60 cubits and its breadth, breadth 6 cubits, he set it up on the plain of Jura in the province of Babylon. Then King Nebuchadnezzar sent to gather the satraps, the prefects, and the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the justices, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then the satraps, the prefects, and the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the justices, the magistrates, and all the officials of the province gathered for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And the herald proclaimed, proclaimed aloud, You are commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages, that when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every music, you are to fall down and worship the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, as soon as all the peoples heard the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music, all the peoples, nations, and languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Therefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came forward and maliciously accused the Jews. They declared to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that every man who hears the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into a burning, fiery furnace." There are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, pay no attention to you. 
They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in furious rage, commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said to them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that I have set up? Now, if you are ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music, to fall down and worship the image that I have made, well and good. But if you do not worship, you shall immediately be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the, burn, the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with fury, and the expression of his face was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He ordered the furnace heated seven times more than it was usually heated, and he ordered some of the mighty men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their cloaks, their tunics, their hats, and their other garments, and they were thrown into the burning, fiery furnace. Because the king's order was urgent and the furnace overheated, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego fell bound into the burning, fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste. He declared to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the fire? And they said to the king, True, O king. He answered and said, But I see four men, unbound, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt, and the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. Then Nebuchadnezzar came to the door of the burning fiery furnace. He declared, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego Servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the fire. 
And the satraps, the prefects, the governors, and the king's counselors gathered together and saw that the fire had not had any power over the bodies of those men. The hair of their heads was not singed. Their cloaks was, were not harmed, and no smell of fire had come upon them. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered the servants who trusted in him, and set aside the king's command, and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree, any people, nation, or language that speaks anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb, and their houses laid in ruins. For there is no other God who is able to rescue in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Amen. And God bless to us uh, this reading. Well, it's great to be with you today and just to uh, share some thoughts on the, the passage that we read. Sorry it was a little bit long, but we had to read it all to get uh, the whole story. Uh, and as I said earlier, uh, I'm sure many, if not most of you, have heard the story about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego before. Uh, it also seems to me that lots of people have got a, a funny story related to them, and, and uh, I'm going to tell you my one at the start. I think I've probably told this before, but the little girl Mary went home from Sunday school one Sunday, and her mum said to her, what was the story about in Sunday school today? And she said, it was all about beds. And her mum thought, curious. Anyway, she said to Mary, tell me a little bit more. Who was involved in this story about beds? And she said, well, there were three people. One was called Shake the Bed, one was called Make the Bed, and the third one was called Nay Bed to Go To. <laughs> so that's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, these three men uh, were actually uh, three young men who were facing one of the most difficult decisions anyone in this earth could ever face. They had a choice which was disobey God and they would live, or obey God and they would die. I just find that an incredible choice which they had to make at that time. Now, a little bit of the history, uh, which uh, Google always helps you with. If you're looking to find some history about items in the Bible, you just uh, can find it all there. And uh, the facts of this story go back to 605 BC. 
and in 605 BC, Nebuchadnezzar, who was the, the king of Babylon, attacked and conquered Judah. And following his victory, Nebuchadnezzar ordered that the best and the brightest of all the young men of Judah, they should be deported to Babylon. And Nebuchadnezzar's plan was that he was going to train these young men that he captured for three years, and then he would give them a position in his court. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were among this group of young men who were captured. Now, the actual plan that Nebuchadnezzar had was that in the three years that he, these young men were being trained, and I think you have to say that, being trained, they were actually going to be brainwashed. And Nebuchadnezzar wanted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and some others who were with them, to become so indoctrinated in Babylonian thinking and culture, at the end of their three-year period, they would think and act like Babylonians. But as we read in the story, these three men had their faith tested by fire. We read that King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold It was actually 90 feet high and 9 feet wide, right? Picture that, 90 feet high. That's about three times the height of this building, I think, and 9 feet wide, made of gold, a huge uh, image. And then the herald proclaimed, as we read there, it said, this is what you are commanded to do, O peoples, nation, and men of every language, as soon as you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the zither, the lyre, the harp, the pipes, all kinds of music, you have to fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And they then went on to say, whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into the burning, the fiery furnace. And the music sounded. Everyone bowed down, we read, except these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, they were people, I guess, like you and me. They were three sort of ordinary people, if you can call them that, and they were young men. They had dreams for the future of what they wanted to, to be and what they wanted to do. Uh, one thing I think for certain is they wanted to live. They didn't want to die, but they were faced with this difficult decision. Bow down to an image and live, or be burned alive in the furnace. When I was thinking about this, I thought, 
What would you and I do if we were in their position? And I came up with one or two uh, suggestions, let's just call them, if we were in their place. Right, first one, we could actually bow down, but not worship the idol. Or maybe we could worship this one time and then ask God to forgive us. Maybe we could say, this is a foreign land. God will excuse us for following the customs of the land. We could think our ancestors set up idols in God's temple. This isn't half as bad as that. Or we could just simply say, well, everyone else is doing it. So there's lots of sort of excuses, I think we'll call them, that these people, I don't know if they thought about that or not, but they, we could perhaps think of that if we were in their place. And they all sound fairly reasonable excuses, but really I think they're quite dangerous excuses that uh, we've just mentioned there, because to fall down and worship the image of gold that would violate God's command in Exodus chapter 20. It says there very simply, you shall have no other gods before me. No other gods. So it couldn't be an image of gold. It couldn't be just because you did it for 10 seconds. You shall have no other image before me. So what would we do if our faith is uh, tested by fire? If we look at this story, I think one of the things that we would do, or we should do, should be to obey God's commands instead of man's expectation. We read there that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they replied to the king and said, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. That was in verse 16. Now, Nebuchadnezzar had given Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego important positions in his kingdom. He had actually given them a second chance to escape this blazing furnace. But pleasing Nebuchadnezzar meant disobeying God's command. They were determined that they were going to obey their God and not a man, Nebuchadnezzar. And secondly, I think we should believe the truth instead of the facts that might appear to us. Verse 17 Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it, and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But the facts of this story then are 
and they're really quite simple. The king said, bow down, bow down to this image. The fact is, these three men disobeyed. The fact is, the king was really angry. It said Nebuchadnezzar was raging or fuming at them. Another fact is, the furnace was seven times hotter than it would normally be. It was absolutely, you know, as hot as could be. The fact is, the king said he would throw them into this furnace if they did not bow down. And I think another fact is, they simply didn't want to die. I mean, there's no one would want to die. So these are a lot of the facts around this story. But the truth in the story, the first one is, God would deliver them. These three men said that God was able to deliver them and he will deliver us. But the truth is that even if God didn't deliver them, they would go to heaven. I mean, they were godly men and they would go to heaven. Another truth is it's always better to obey God. The truth is, too, if they had bowed down to this image, they would probably have lived the rest of their lives in regret, regretting they had ever done it. And the truth is, if they had not been delivered by God out of the furnace, if they had died, they would have died with a clear conscience. They had obeyed God and they might have died. But the third thing is, I think that we today must believe God. And I've got here, that's different from believing in God. We've got to believe God. I mean, even the devil himself believes in God, but he doesn't believe God. And we read that verse in 18 that said, But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up. And so we come to this uh, amazing verse, I think, that 18. But if not... We will not serve your God. And I think that statement in, in verse 18, it, it's just amazing to me that they were able to say, God will deliver us, but if not, we will still not serve your God. I think that's just an absolutely uh, amazing statement that they made. Now, I found uh, four other instances in Scripture where people said, but if not. And there may be many others, I don't know, but I've just listed here uh, four of them that are really, uh, I think amazing is the best word to describe these stories. Uh, Job from the Old Testament. If you've ever read the story of Job, uh, 
You'll know this. If not, it's well worth a read. But Job, in his life, lost everything. Right? He lost his crops. He lost his sheep. He lost his house. He lost his family, his friends. He even lost his wife. And yet, amidst all of that, there's a verse in Job where he says, He shall bring me forth to the light, and I shall behold him. But if not, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. But if not, though God slay me, I will trust him. I just find that is quite amazing from uh, Job after everything that had happened in his life. Now, another very well-known story, and again, to me, just quite amazing the faith that some people have in in the, the Scripture. Isaac and Abraham were going up to make a sacrifice. And Isaac said to his dad, he said, where is the sacrifice? There was no sacrifice. And Abraham replied and said, God will provide a lamb, but if not, I will still trust him. Now remember the story he put... uh, Isaac on, on the, to be sacrificed, he had the knife in his hand, and then he heard a lamb crying over in the, the thicket was caught. So God provided a sacrifice. But can you imagine the faith? He was about to slay his own son. And he said, God will provide a lamb, but if not, I will still trust. I just find that's incredible, that that, uh, that sort of story that we have there. In the New Testament, when John the Baptist first met Jesus, he said these words to Jesus. He said, Master, am I mistaken? Are you the one that is to come, or should we look for another? But if not, my faith is not stumbled. And John the Baptist believed in Jesus, and he met him and you know what, uh, what went on there. But he was able to say, but if not, my faith is not stumbled. And then the last occasion that I've uh, got here this morning is Jesus himself. If you remember the story in the Garden of Gethsemane, uh, Jesus prayed and he prayed these words. He said, my father, He said, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet not as I will, but you will. Or some versions say, nevertheless, thy will be done. Now, nevertheless, I think, simply means, but if not. So Jesus said, but if not, your will be done. And so the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they didn't just believe in God, they believed God, that God would save them from this furnace. And they were willing to put their lives on the line. 
They said, and we read it, our God can save us and he will save us. But even if he doesn't save us, we will not bow down to your image. I think their faith that they had and that they showed there might be called uh, a matter, no matter what, because they were saying we will believe in God no matter what Nebuchadnezzar was going to do to them or throw at them or whatever, whatever. Just an amazing story of faith from these three men. And then the next part of the story that we read, I, I find incredible. Uh, the verses that we read, it says, King Nebuchadnezzar, he leapt to his feet in amazement. And he asked his, his advisors, weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? And they said, of course, O king, three men. And Nebuchadnezzar said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire and unharmed. And now this depends what version of the Bible you've got. The, the New King James Version says, the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Some versions actually have, the fourth looks like the son of God. Some, some others ha have different interpretations of, of that last but I think it was obviously God in some form. I mean, they threw three people in the furnace and four were there and they were all unharmed. And why Nebuchadnezzar would say, he looks, the fourth looks like the son of God. That's just unbelievable, I think. He couldn't believe his eyes, Nebuchadnezzar. Instead of these men being immediately burned up and writhing in pain or whatever, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were unhurt. They were standing. They weren't tied up. They were free. And instead of three men, there were four. And I think it's, it's uh, quite possible to think that this fourth person might have been Jesus Christ himself, the Son of God, because Nebuchadnezzar said he saw a Son of God. That's just incredible. So, I think there's a message from this passage that these three men who were dealing with uh, the fiery trials of life they were faced with being thrown in the furnace, but they knew throughout the whole story God was with them. They believed God. They didn't just believe in God. They believed God was able to rescue them. Now, Nebuchadnezzar, it says, saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies. It says, nor was a hair of their head singed. Their robes were not scorched. There was no smell of fire on them. Now, this is just a very minor point, but if any of you have ever uh, had a barbecue or been near a barbecue within about 10 feet, your clothes will smell. <laughs> but this verse says 
there was no smell on their clothes. And they'd been in this burning, fiery furnace. And then the wonderful verse Nebuchadnezzar says, Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. So this morning I think that if we have a faith that is ever tested, if it was ever tested by fire like these three men were or tested in some other way, we should be willing to obey God. We should believe God, not just in God, but we should believe God that he is able to rescue us or to solve whatever problems we have. I wonder this morning if you're able to say, God can do anything in my life, but if not, I still will trust him. Now, it may be that uh, you might have a problem in your life you want God to deal with. You might have a health problem or you might know someone in your family or friend who's got a health problem. You might have a problem with your job, knowing what's happening or uncertainty uh, with the current COVID crisis as to where things are going. You might have a, a problem with your finances or I don't know, there might be a million problems that people uh, have. And I want to ask you finally this morning, can you say that whatever the problem is, God will deal with this problem. But if not, I still will trust in God. Amen. Right, the worship group are going to come and lead us in final hymn, which is Mighty to Save, Everyone Needs Compassion.